Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that shit on everything. Hey, hey Craig. Season basketball for everyone. Fuck yeah, it is. Dude. This is podcast versus everyone, episode 162. I'm Craig Powers. With me, as always, is Jeff Newser. And Jeff, yes. apparently, our basketball teams were estimated higher than we thought they were estimated. <laughs> like, holy crap, both of them got higher seeds than we thought. Yeah. In, in their respective you know, tournaments and I just a great day. Uh, combine that with, you know, we'll talk about a little bit, uh, right. As all that was happening, uh, uh, one of the biggest, uh, WC baseball wins in a long time. Uh, just, uh, just an incredible Sunday, uh, late afternoon for, uh, Washington state athletics. Absolutely a hell of a day. I, I know that, uh, I was getting a little nervous during the NITs. This, this is on the heels of the NCAA. Like we, we were, virtually certain that the women were going to make it into their field. It was, it was sort of like, uh, you know, it, it would have been like a stunner if they, if they hadn't made it in, but you know, they were also sort of projected to be a little bit lower than where they ended up as you, as you alluded to. So that part was, was pretty awesome. And then as I'm, I'm watching the NIT get unveiled, they, uh, they did the first two, they don't, they don't really call them regions, um, in the NIT. They just call them like, the upper left bracket or the upper right <laughs> bracket, which I thought was um, just like hilariously uh, which is, uh, silly. Which is kind of weird because way more than the uh, act- the NCAA tournament, the NIT regionalizes its opponents. Yes. Uh, because cause to minimize travel because they're going to the different sites. So it's it's kind of weird that they don't just call them regions, you know, but I yeah. guess it's cause I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun, yeah. but whatever. Probably because it doesn't actually necessarily finish in any one place would be my guess. Like they, um, you know, just depend whoever wins, you know, the higher seated team is going to host until you get to the, the last four and, uh, you know, and then they go to New York. But anyway, uh, they, they'd gone through the first two corners or sides of the bracket or whatever. And we had not shown up. And I was like, fuck, okay, well, we're halfway through. And then they started going through the next one and they did uh, the one versus eight and they did the two versus seven and they did the three versus six. And I was like, uh, you know, cause going into it, we, uh, you know, all the, all the people who, who sort of project the NIT and by the way, like that is, that is tricky. Like the, the NIT is not quite as, uh, 
as, as predictable as the NCAA tournament. Um, so, you know, people trying to predict the NIT, it's, it's a little, it's a little dicey anyway. And, you know, it, and, and the general consensus clear. was, yeah, oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, it's very I, clear I given, given the results, uh, what the brackets, the, the two committees are using different standards. I, that's, I, I think yes. that's pretty clear. Even though they were ostensibly supposed to be <laughs> using the same standards. So it was, it, it was, it definitely was, um, a little bit strange in that respect. Um, and so we, you know, we just, if people, people thought if the Cougars were going to be in, they were probably going to be a low ish seed, like a seven or a six, the eights were all reserved for, for sort of low majors who got the auto bids, but, um, like a six or a seven. And so when they went through that third bracket and it was, um, you know, the, they had already shown the six and the seven. Thought, okay. Well, you know, there's there's one more corner left and with a six and a seven and, you know, and then all of a sudden they popped up four and I was just like, Holy shit. Holy shit. They did it. They did it. Oh my God. They did it. It was, uh, I, I was, I was very excited cause I was sitting there working on my story and I'd sort of pre-written half of a, uh, Hey, we're in the tournament story because I, you know, I wanted to be optimistic and then I was starting to feel like, well, I guess I could tweak it to say, you know, CBI or whatever. And, uh, nope, nope. They're a four seed. And, and then the thought hit me, oh my God, they're getting, they're going to, they're not just in, they're going to, they're going to host at least one game. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy, pretty bonkers, pretty exciting. Um, just what an awesome reward for both of these teams. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, we'll talk more about the women. I, I, I mean, it's definitely a reward to get in the tournament, not such a reward with, uh, with yeah. their seating, but um, I, I, yeah, the, it that one doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But what like I, it's just they're so one again they're in the eight nine. Sure, yeah, cool. Yep. You you think they're one of the top thirty two teams in the in the country? That's cool. Yep. But thanks again for one. And we'll talk about Kansas State in a bit. But like one pairing us with a really tricky game, and two uh, pairing us with. Uh, it, putting us in the eight nine game, so so the Sweet Sixteen is, come on, it's pretty much not a possibility. Like I, I don't, there and and who the fuck is their second round potential opponent? NC State. They've yeah. already lost to NC who State by twenty three points in yeah. the or in the season. I thought we're not supposed to do that. Why are why aren't they in yeah. South Carolina's bracket or Stanford's bracket or UConn's? I mean, not Stanford, but I want South Carolina or or whoever the other Baylor's bracket. Like what? Yeah. What what happened or there? Just, like, yeah, just drop us down to it. Drop us to a ten. Drop us down to a ten. I know they're only supposed to drop one line uh, to to try but and eight, solve those sorts of issues. So, but I, it's so dumb because eight I, and I mean, nine I, are the I, exact same thing. Like they're exact. Yeah, there's nothing different. Yes, I know, but. According to their, the way I understand it, their bracketing principles, their line principles or whatever they call them. Um, you know, you're only supposed to drop someone one to, to be able to, you know, stick with some of those other principles like rematches and stuff like that. And I guess, I don't know. I mean, obviously they wouldn't want to put them in Stanford's region for, you know, same conference and played a couple times already, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I assume there's a reason, but you know, maybe not. I don't know. It's, it sucks though. Like, like we've been talking for weeks about how please just, you know, be a 10 or an 11, (laughs) like, 
Like don't, yeah. um, cause we, we didn't think they were headed for a seven that, that seemed a little out of reach, but, um, and not that a seven's any different than a 10. So it, it doesn't actually matter. We were just yeah. like, man, be a 10 or be an 11, you know, like just give us a shot at, because in the women's game, it's the, the difference between the ones, the, the drop from the ones to the twos is just so large. And we got, you know, NC state is, is one of the, um, pretty obviously three best teams in the country, right. With South Carolina state and Stanford. So, you know, if you win the game and that would be wonderful, I want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Cause I mean, we had this conversation last year too, and then they didn't, didn't win, but, um, you know, you just, you just kind of want to think that you got a chance to make a run and I don't know, it's, I wouldn't put anything past these guys, but also, you know, you'd, you'd maybe like a little bit of a, of a better chance in the I'll next say round. They, they did, they did not have your, Johanna Tatter the first time they played NC State. So yes, that is uh, true. That, that she'll is make a big all, deal. She'll make all the difference. Yep. Uh, hopefully, you know, twenty-three point difference. Uh, but but yeah, I don't. <laughs> she can score twenty-three points. So at first, you're like, "Fuck, man!" Like the ends, like I, obvious. It's very clear the t- the the committee loves the Pac-12 in women's yes. basketball year and after year. Because because even well, it's last year. Uh, you know, they were, they actually had a higher net going into the tournament than they did this year, or was it RPI last year? Yeah, it was RPI. Um, but so their net was lower than their RPI last year, but they got a higher seed and they had few, but they, so they had fewer big wins. They had one less big win than they had last year where they, where they had two top 10 wins, but they, they, they had more just wins overall and they had more wins over other tournament teams. You know, that, that Miami win just got better and better and better throughout the season. Miami yep. made a run to the their conference tournament championship game. They they they, they, they went from NC a team, <laughs> yep, which they lost to NC State. Uh, they they uh, they they went from the seventies in net. They finished at forty two. Uh, so that became actually you know they don't use quadrants, but you know they're looking at them in a similar way. They became a top fifty neutral site win that they had on their resume. And then you add that with their Colorado wins and, you know, their, uh, the, you know, beating the the LA schools, beating, beating, uh, Arizona, beating Arizona state, you know, there's, there, they just had a lot of wins and, and they got the respect and it's, it's cool that the conference respects them and maybe even just that, you know, the, the best game they've given Stanford in a long time, like, uh, put, you know, open some eyes too. Um, and you know, and you know, there's teams in the, in the, in the conference that didn't do that well, that were really good. Like Utah who, who WC lost twice. Uh, but they, you know, they, they didn't have a great conference record. I didn't see where they ended up actually like, um, but, but, you know, to give WSU again, uh, a kind of like a top 40 top, this top 32, um, seating just says how much the committee, respects the conference, respects the schedule that they play. They did play a tough schedule. They got a lot of wins, most wins in school history in, in NCAA era, uh, most conference wins, tied for second in the Pac-12. Um, just so many impressive things they did. And that that was, you know, that was rewarded with the seed. You know, it's kind of the eight and nines, as we've just said, is kind of a backhand reward, right? Um, but yep. still, 
they think we're better than the 10, the 11, the 10s and 11s out there. I mean, the 11s, actually, one of them was a play. Uh, both of them are playing games. So uh, they weren't going to be an 11 seed. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, so I forgot that, they went to a 68 team field this year. Yep. Yep. They went 68, which is, it's always weird, but sometimes the 13s are playing games. Sometimes the 11s are, sometimes the 12s are, um, which when you say they can only move one, it seems like you can move two when it comes to that. But, uh, yeah, I guess you're moving one up or down. I guess they say they're 12s and then they move them up or down. I don't know. Uh, cause yeah, I don't know. Uh, so let me find Utah. Did Utah make it in? Yeah, they did. They're a seven seed. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, yep. They're a very good team. They did. They yep. had some tough luck on their on their games, but they can shoot. Holy shit! Uh, we didn't talk about really good. We haven't talked about that uh, the Pac twelve tournament game, but it, it's just well, you know, yeah. WSU. We were we were kind of busy last week, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I I you know I have I, I I'm drinking a glass. I'll, I'll say it during the beer segment, but. I, you know, one of my my barley wine glass because I'm drinking a barley wine, but it's made by a company called Permanent Hangover, and yeah, um, <laughs> after three nights in Pullman, uh, not, three, not any not any old three nights, three bachelor party nights in Pullman. Uh, <laughs> the last it took it took a few days to uh, to recover yeah. from that. We are I am not the spring chicken. That I once was. Um, well, let's just we we can tell the listeners that uh, after those three days, we came home, and we we both went to work on Monday, and then we both went to work on Tuesday, and then we went to a Sounders game on Tuesday night, and as we do, we uh, you know went and we're, we're going to go out before the game. Only this time, uh, we just went and got some pizza without any beer. <laughs> to go pizza which we scarfed in the car yeah which we ate in the car uh we we didn't even bother to go to flat stick which we normally that's that is that's usually the uh the routine is is you know we hit up flat stick pub there in pioneer square before we go to the game and that was neither one of us had uh had much of an appetite for a beer that night so that that should that should tell people a little bit about what what uh what pullman was like if they didn't follow us on uh, on Twitter, so or see us when we were there, or see us, yeah, yeah, which uh, a lot of people saw us. Yeah, we were kind of hard to miss. Yeah, uh, we we had quite a pack. Yeah, we uh, did, and it kept growing. Like it just got you bigger had, and bigger. You're a very um, friendly man, Craig. You have lots of friends. <laughs> Apparently, um, although I will say, and my we had people my just came. joining us, hanging out with us. We had. Uh, well, let's see. I'll, I'll give a shout out to Patrick podcast listener who, uh, who I, I talked to and took, got a picture with. And, uh, as a student, I, I did my duty and bought him a pitcher of beer and, you know, we, uh, there were all sorts of cool people yeah. that we met. Luke, um, we met Luke. Luke. Yep. Luke. That was awesome. Sent us a very nice email. Luke who has, were uh, proposal twinsies. Uh, he beat me to it. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, got engaged in front of in, in front of Brian Tower, and then uh, went to the Coug after to celebrate. So Luke was the originator of this. He I beat me it. to it. So it's uh, shout out to Luke. Um, uh, maybe we could both send our story to Washington State Magazine. They want stories there about you the Coug. Go. Um, there you go. You know, we, we could have we could have our twinsy story. 
Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was quite a weekend. That's why we didn't record. Uh, we just <laughs> that's why I well, that stayed and, up know, past ten. And... Like thinking yeah. with my brain after like nine o'clock on for like several days after that, it was just uh, yeah, just not gonna happen. I it, it was basically Wednesday before I started to feel okay. Um, so you know, I was. Uh, <sighs> You know, I'm I'm not I'm not a spring chicken either, Craig. So, um, but it was it was super cool to like run into all the people who were like, you know, oh, we listen to the show, and it's just it, that that will never cease to make me feel like so cool because we're just a couple of dopes who, um, you know, started this because we just you know wanted a good excuse to talk to each other about the stuff that we love and um the fact that people like it i i know it's not for everybody but the fact that people some people like it um is is pretty damn cool and uh, i'm glad when when people come up and say hey i listen to the show um that really is awesome and it feels good and i hope nobody ever feels weird or awkward doing that cuz um you know we're i mean we're kind of weird and awkward but uh but it's not definitely yep. not weird to us to for people to approach us and say they like it cuz um you know that feels great feels good to make things that people enjoy Absolutely. Um, but um, now that we've talked about how great we are, uh, let's, uh, let's get back <laughs> yeah. to talking about how great the basketball is. How great basketball are. is. Yeah. So we'll preview the games uh, in a sec, or we'll, we'll preview the women's game in, in a sec, but I, I want to talk, go back to talk about the NIT again. Um, like you said, just I, I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think they were going to get a bid. Uh, it it just because if they were using the same criteria that the NCAA tournament committee used, no way WCU yeah. gets in, and there's yeah. no way they're a four seed. For example, yeah. number Ken, so uh, Ken Palm number seventy four Rutgers, not even in the play in game, right? Yeah, not even in the play on game. Uh, what what was their net in the seventies as well? Seventy seven. Yes, they solidly in above Indiana, who was I believe in the forties in net. Uh, you know it's uh above Dayton, um who didn't get in. Sorry, PJ. Uh, sorry for bringing that up, buddy. Um, just one of the more like, and Jeff, I know you have, but so. On their resume, though, they have a win over Purdue, a win over Iowa, and a win over Illinois. And then some kind of nice mid-range wins over Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan State, uh, Michigan. So it's kind of one of those things where the committee thinks the Big Ten is good. So if you beat the other teams that they think are good in the Big Ten, they give you credit for it. And Surely, even though, there's no way that even though they wrong. lost to number three twenty four <laughs> Lafayette, number one eighty nine UMass, these are Ken Palm rankings. Number one ten Minnesota. Those are a three point win over number three hundred three Lehigh. Uh, those are forgotten. The number seventy seven net rating is forgotten because you beat some teams, and we said it over and over again all year that. The big wins matter, and honestly, I think we underestimated yep. in terms of the tournament how big these wins matter. These big wins matter because they, 
Like Rutgers again, solidly in, not even in the last four. Yep. I I don't think they, a lot of people even they, had them in. The committee has <laughs> the committee has said over and over and we we've, we've seen this, it's they want to, essentially they want to know if we put you in the tournament they don't say it this way, but th- this is really the the philosophy. If we put you in the tournament, you better not embarrass us. Right? Like right. You, you better have proven that you can play with the other teams that we're putting in this field. So they look at those quad one wins. They look at those quad two wins and they say, okay, so, you know, yeah, like, uh, you know, Rutgers goes and beats Purdue, right? Great. They beat Purdue at home. Uh, they beat Iowa, by the way, they beat Purdue at home by two. They beat Iowa at home by two. They did beat Illinois at home by 11. Okay. And none of these wins Wis- are on the road. Yeah. They won, they won at Wisconsin. So, okay, good. Uh, they won at also Indiana a massively overrated team because of luck. You know, the Providence type, they the beat Providence Ohio State of the at home Ten. by two. So they are hanging. The committee is hanging their hat on. A two-point home win over Purdue, a two-point home win over Iowa, a two-point home win over Ohio State, and a three-point win on the road at Indiana. And that's I'm, – I'm guessing that's why they put them – they seeded them over Indiana. They're looking at that last yeah. one. And maybe that's yep. why we're seeded higher in the NIT over Oregon. Who, but well, strangely, for- who has the wins that you would think they like, oh man. Um, well, Rutgers is a great example of what was wrong with our scheduling this year. Um, yes. And, and I yes. don't, I, I don't blame our coaching staff. I, I know that it's hard. Like I know that scheduling is hard in Pullman. So I'm not, this is not like a, you know, they should have done something different or whatever. Well, they were yeah. number one, they were really banking on the PAC 12 being stronger. Right. And if you look yep. at the preseason Ken Palm rankings, uh, Oregon and Colorado in particular were supposed to be like top 30 teams. Um, and, and then and then they weren't, you know, Oregon okay. State's so supposed to be off. a top 75 team. Exactly. Oregon State's supposed to be a top 75 team. They obviously don't turn out that way. And so, you know, all of these what should have been chances for quad one victories um, all fell off the radar. So when we say quad one, quad two, okay, so quad one, it's it's a, it's a little bit complicated, but not super complicated. So um, what the NCAA does, so people God, have been people have been asking this question over and over and over. And and I know you wrote a whole story about net, um, but just to sort of recap, the NCAA does not use net as a ranking tool, which is very stupid, but is what they do. Okay. So what they, instead, what they use it for is to essentially to like put teams in buckets. And so they put them in these buckets, quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four. So uh, you hear people talk about quad ones all the time. Okay. The, The simple explanation of a quad one is it is essentially a top 50 victory. Okay. Any team that you play on the road that is ranked in the top 50 of net, Counts as a quad one opponent. Top 75. Okay. okay. No, Top I said, 75. Did I say road? I meant neutral. Yeah, you meant neutral. I meant neutral. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Neutral. That's that's where I meant to start. Okay, so top 50 neutral. Play them in a neutral site. Top 50, that's a quad one opponent. Okay. 
So then you adjust it for, okay, playing at home is easier. Playing on the road is harder. So at home, you're talking top 30 teams. And on the road, you're talking top 75 teams, which is not super weird. Ken Palm does the same thing on his site. He has these A games and B games, which are basically the same thing. Site adjusted, top 50, top 100 games. So he does the same thing. So this is like totally normal, totally valid, not super weird. Where the weirdness comes in is, okay, some teams have fewer chances at quad one wins. And that's what happened to us this year because the bottom fell out of the pack 12. We had six quad one games all year long. It's just six, right? Rutgers had 12 and they they also had three of them. And yeah, so they had Rutgers had 12. They ended up winning six of them. Six of them. So yeah, yeah, but they, they go six and six, but that's the thing. Like, okay, so we got, we went 0 and 6. Two of them we lost by two points. Another one we lost by five, right? To Boise State, whatever that was, five, I think. So we went to anyway, Oregon just, was three points, yeah, right? It, it, yeah. Was it's the Oregon just, one one? I can remember Colorado. I'm, I'm not sure if it is anymore, but anyway, it just it's it's frustrating because um, we just what we ended up with, this was the kind of way that I put it to you the other day, was what we ended up with is basically a um, a, like a mid-major resume where they didn't have very many quad one chances. They didn't get them. And, and we're just like the mid-major who gets left out of, gets left out of the, every year where we go, that team's pretty good. And then they get left out of the tournament and we're like, oh man, that team totally deserved to be in the tournament. Like, because they just don't get very many chances to pick up those wins and the few chances they did get, they they didn't cash in on. And, you know, who knows, maybe if we, Maybe if we get six more quad one games, we get three or four of them. You know, it's, well, and and we we've, kind of we've talked, you and I have talked, maybe personally, maybe not on this as much about kind of the silliness of, uh, so a road game against uh, what 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 do you at UCLA finish in net? They finished ten. So a road game against number ten UCLA counts the same as a road game against number seventy five. Like it's, it's, they're both a quad one. So, and and then Oregon was one spot away. So that win or that game at Oregon, that WC lost by three points, even if they won, if they won, definitely Oregon would have been top 75 because they would have been pushed down a little bit. Uh, But that, that wouldn't have been a a, a quad one win because they're number 76. Um, You know, the Colorado, the game at Colorado, Number 70, that counted the same as at number 10, UCLA. Uh, and and because they're putting them in these buckets. And, and WSU had it won that game, which it lost by, what's five to Colorado? It's a possibility that Colorado isn't in the top 75 if WSU wins at Colorado. Right. Like it, <laughs> It's that's all so just, silly. It's so, it's so silly. Like, and obviously, well, and why is Colorado thing. left out? They're only one in six against Quad One, right? You know, net and- is this is this is the part that's so stupid. Net is opponent adjusted, right? So all this stuff you're pointing out that's problematic. Like, okay, the, playing number two Arizona and number seventy five Oregon counts the same, depending on if you play them at home or the road, right? But it's like they're they're clearly <laughs> clearly not. Yeah, but it the doesn't same. count but, the same in the rankings. But it doesn't count the same in the rankings, exactly. And so it's like you're doing that. And then figure in the fact that you, you're you putting them in these bins based off of their net. 
So you're saying, okay, the net is reflective of their quality, but it's only reflective of the quality of your opponents and not reflective of your own quality. Yeah. Like how it, does that make any fucking that sense? Doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So it, it matters that your opponent is ranked number 35, but it does right, not but matter not that, you're ranked that you're ranked number 35. And, and it, unless we're talking about your, your opponent, then and, they care that you're ranked 35. And, and the stupidest thing of it all, like you said, all this stuff is baked in wins and losses are baked yes. in. Like all of this stuff Strength is baked of schedule into is net. Baked in. It's, baked it's all in. baked in. And then they parse it out. They make it harder for themselves. Like, yes. why are you doing this? It's it's so silly. I mean, and, I, I do understand it. If if, and, if but you've got also two how very hard is similar it? teams. Yeah. If you've got two very, very, yeah, very similar exactly. teams. Exactly. I know. And you're and you're trying to split hairs. Fine. But like if Rutgers is 77 in your net, then how about just trust that maybe they're actually not that good, right? Like to be inconsistent is, you know, consistency is part of, part of being good, yeah. right? Like maybe, know, maybe, it's, maybe it's as much as, silly. maybe as much as a win over Purdue makes you uh, qualify for the tournament, maybe a loss to Lafayette at home disqualifies you from the tournament. Yeah. Maybe a loss to UMass on the road disqualifies you for the tournament like how come there's no disqualifier in the net there only seems to be a qualifier because you could be number 77 and get an at-large bid how many at-large teams are there 34 and the 77th team in net got a bid like it's 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 crazy like it and meanwhile oklahoma right oklahoma which is a huge outlier in terms of you number, know being selected number 39 you know they don't make it and hold on i'm pulling up their team sheet right now they're 4 and 12 against quad 1 yeah they went they went 4 and 12 against quad 1s right i, I don't know they but they're 39 like it just it makes it makes no sense and i, I guess i should just be thrilled that they're not using rpi anymore cuz you know, that was but the funny thing is, when they had still, RPI, is, they, they so I, silly. It was rare you saw an, a team at RPI in the seventies get in. And yeah. so this is a so this metric. If they're trying to not look bad, they wanted this to be predictive. This is way more likely to make you look better than RPI, which is not predictive because right. it only uses wins and losses. This uses. Right. This uses a, a you know efficiency margin, which is far more predictable plus, than wins and losses. Plus wins and losses, right? So that's why plus, it's a little different than Ken Palm. There's you know there's a bonus baked in for winning and losing, which again is sort of like it's all baked in. It's all there. It's all in it's there. It's all there. It accounts for location of games. Like it. Why you try? Why are you trying to eat the sugar and the butter by itself? It's already in the fucking cake. It's not better. The the cake is better than the sugar and the butter by itself. Mm, Let me have this raw egg. Oh, yeah. That's the good (laughs) stuff. I don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense, but, you know, it's definitely there's a How the fuck did this turn into a celebratory podcast or into a fucking rant about the Yeah, we should probably probably get back on track. probably get back on track it it does provide kind of where we went was it provides a way forward for the team to to think about how to schedule next year 
Um, there's plenty of time to talk about that later. So let's talk about let's talk about Santa Clara, man. There, this is going to be Santa this game is going to be fun. This game is going to be fun as hell. Um, I am super excited, and I don't just say that because like, hey, it's postseason basketball, but because legitimately, I think this game is going to be fun. Um, Santa Clara we'll point out is it's going to be played in in front of 15 people because the students yeah are the break. students are on spring break so eh. the but, perils of Poland um, um, but hey know. Santa Clara has to fly into Spokane probably and drive down probably because <laughs> like, I don't know if Santa Clara has uh, yeah charters into Pullman they might I don't know um, I don't think so uh, but so. Herb Sendek man he's back yeah yeah he is. Uh, and he brings a fun as hell offense with him. They are uh, they are potent. They uh, they attack. They they have one of the shorter average offensive possession lengths in the country. And they're going to be playing against a defense that makes you work. And uh, so it's it's going to be a real fun sort of contrast in styles. Um, their defense is quite bad, so it should uh, it should be exciting to see what our our offense can do and whether our defense can can frustrate them. And, and they've got some players who are. Um, going to be an interesting matchup for us. They're they're six. They got a six foot six um, point guard who's a stud, and yeah. uh, he you know going to be going to be playing dun. against our our six foot uh, little people out there on the perimeter. So I'm guessing on it's, defense, uh, going to be Noah's, very interesting. Noah's, Noah's probably going to check him on defense. Uh, Would but, assume, uh, or we're going to play his own, which we love. Does Herb still play yeah. his own? I, do not I, I remember him playing a matchup zone. I'm trying. I'm yes. looking at his defensive profile. They don't give up. I think you pointed out they don't give up a lot of t- three point attempts. So nope. that that but to me that's do... yeah. It, they're 29th in three point attempt percentage, meaning in that they give up the 29th yeah. fewest. Um, in the middle of the road in assists per field goal made. So usually with a zone, you see a lot of assists. Where's their so, rebound? I don't know. Uh, I do not know. Their rebounding percentage is uh, solid. I, I would say Pretty they okay. That uh, I would say they don't. probably don't play a zone, which I know he played at, at uh, Arizona State. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it's it, so they're bad on defense, mostly because they don't force a lot of turnovers, which is weird for yep. a team that wants to get out and run. And especially with as much length as they have. I mean, they've got, you know, Jalen Williams is 6'6". He's there. It says on, uh, you know, on Ken Palm, it says he's a shooting guard, but he's got the highest assist rate on the team. So I'm I'm going to assume he's ostensibly the point he's, guard. He's, a, he's at least the, the creator. Six, two. Yes. Yeah, he's the creator. Um, which, you know, for Cook fans who have been watching our team all year, sometimes a team has a guy that gets the ball and just – is is meant to make plays for himself and others. Uh, yep. We don't have one of those, but uh, you may have forgotten. Um, yeah. But but yeah, they're yeah they're going to be tough. Uh, that any offense like that, it's going to put pressure on our f- offense to not have a brick fest, which they are prone to do. Um, hopefully, you know, their two point defense is actually pretty good. Uh, uh, Santa Clara's so it may you know it, that also with the caveat that you know while they do play Gonzaga and San Francisco and St. Mary's and BYU there's a lot of uh, riffraff at the bottom of the league 
Um, it, it was Gonzaga's problem for many years. They would have these amazing stats against other. Uh, it's gotten better in WCC. Obviously, they had three teams in the in the tournament this year, and 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 uh, another couple really good ones. Um, but you know, still the bottom of the the league isn't very good. Uh, so and again, Santa Clara is like outside of those top WCC teams. Not not a lot of like big games on their schedule. That's why you're seeing them here and not in the tournament. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they, uh, very good three point shooting team. Don't shoot very many three pointers. Um, so I, you know, given that they're playing our defense, they probably won't shoot very many three pointers. Very good interior finishing team, a lot bigger than you'd expect a Santa Clara team to be. Like you said, they have a six, six point guard, uh, pretty good size across the board. You know, uh, this is not a team. This is not. I just. This is not going to look like a high major against mid major kind of physical matchup. Is is just no. what I'm gathering. Look at. Nope. Yeah. You know, the good thing is their bigs aren't thick, and so the, that's kind of what gives Fa and, and Mo trouble. Is is when the bigs are a little bit thicker. Uh, their bigs kind of run two twenty five, two fifteen. Like, you know, although one is six seven, two twenty five, which. D- does yeah. mean he's a little thick, but but so what you could but you can make up for that in the height. Yeah. yeah, and they their center runs six ten two forty. That's not that's not real heavy. Uh, their power forward six nine two twenty. That guy's real good. Joseph, I, I assume it's Joseph. Might be Joseph. I don't know. Uh, Vrankic, um, so he's six nine two twenty. He's all he's an excellent player. Um, I assume that's part of how you know their interior defense is pretty good. Um, they don't block a ton of shots, but you know, being tall um, obviously allows you to to uh, alter alter some shots. So I'm you know, I'm gonna have to part of what's going on. Obviously, it's only two days from now, but I, I'm curious. May have to look at some games. Just I didn't see many Santa Clara games this year, but Yosef, uh, his stat profile is pretty interesting with his assist rate um, and his. Uh, but he's not. You know, he he doesn't shoot outside too much. Doesn't draw ton of fouls like he draws some but um he i'm curious to see how he plays i i he kind of profiles as a, a heavy mid-range guy but uh but but not but he also shoots 59 percent, so he must get a lot of his yeah. buckets inside but he's also getting all these assists so like what does he do uh fascinating player also missed eight games this year yeah, I'm trying to click on Torvik and see where, because he's got it broken down by shot location for players. So, I'm trying to see if I can, if I can figure out what his deal is. Do do do. Okay. Here we go. Also, uh, they're one yeah, of their so their their off guard. 186 shots at the rim. He's got 186. Okay, yeah. Twos. So definitely at, the, at rim. the rim. So almost. I mean, all that's. Of them. That's good. If that's what he relies on, yep. Um, he's given up two inches, and and based on his block percentage and his offensive rebounding percentage, he's probably not a big leaper. So probably two two inches and and you know ten fifteen inches of vertical leap to to our big. So um, hopefully that's a guy that crafty can slow European. Down. I don't yeah. know. What's Seems his uh, What's his 
yeah, he definitely did not play as well against uh, Gonzaga. You know, the the better teams in their conference. His against A and B and A numbers dipped yep. significantly, uh, and so did his percentage on twos. Um, so uh, you know, maybe they could you know slow him down. That seems like a big deal. Uh, prevent him from creating. So maybe if if we don't have to double him, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, I do love that they have a player named PJ Pipes. Like, what a fucking name that is! <laughs> Sounds like a born name. <laughs> I know, right? At this nice Jesuit Jesuit college, PJ yeah. Pipes. <laughs> PJ Pipes. I mean, they got some Why good names. Like you? Kishan, Why do they call Kishan you PJ Justice? Pipes? Yeah. Kishan Justice Parker man. Braun. Man, this is a Ooh. this is a name team right here. Yeah, I agree. He doesn't play much, but yeah. Cameron Tongue. <laughs> what the? Ooh. What the? What is? What is going on at Santa Clara right now? What is going wow. on? <laughs> wow. We got Tongue and Pipes. We got PJ Pipes Woo. and Cameron Tongue. Woo! Keyshawn Justice. Team Kimble only Justice right Keyshawn. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ken Palm says we should win sixty-five uh, percent of the time. I think, which. Yep. You know, playing at home sounds about right, but certainly is uh, is, is not a mortal lock. So um, should be a tight game, should be a fun game. And in uh, glorious uh, 480p with Zoom broadcasters, as you noted on Twitter. So, yep. Uh, yeah, I don't I, I'll, I'll see if they send Roxy to to Pullman for this, but I'm going to say no. So we're probably getting Roxy, Roxy Bernstein and, and Adrian Branch Adrian on Branch. Zoom. <laughs> You know, Adrian <laughs> Branch will be calling this, our games for the eighth time and still won't know who our players anything. are. He, he'll really love Muhammad Gay. He loves Muhammad yeah. Gay. Um, he'll he'll and, talk about how having a basketball body is, yep. uh, you know, what does it mean to have a basketball body? Yeah. Well, yeah. All the all the the um, the poorly prepared. Guys love TJ Bamba. Just every, which yes. I mean, there's a lot to love about TJ Bamba, but honestly, like he comes in and they're like baffled that he's not our that our superstar. <laughs> yeah, look at this guy. Uh, also, that yeah. going back because we didn't talk about it, that dunk he had against Oregon State. Yes. It's so funny that a dude that could dunk like that has only dunked it twice in two seasons so far. <laughs> like. I know it feels Let's like he should just loose. try more. Yeah, just like, try like, to dunk he just on needs people. To try dude. more. Like, just go dunk on people, man. Just like get up there, try to make it happen. If it doesn't happen, you know, it's okay. Try to get fouled. You know, let's yeah, let's let's try to make it happen. He is getting better at finishing around the rim, so maybe that's the next. Uh, hey man, the next little evolution for him. One one hundred seven offensive rating. Uh, he, uh, you know, he's sitting around the same in his two point percentage, but he also took a lot more this year. Um, shot his threes actually worse this year, but shot a lot more of them. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's a he's an interesting player. Um, his he he obviously had turned the ball over. Uh, one of the big things about when he drives to the basket, he does not give the ball up anymore. He protects the ball. Last year he was a turnover yes. machine. This Lots year, of turnovers when he'd get into the. Yeah. rare turnovers uh that's the big yeah. improvement for him on offense but yeah so we could we could talk about we could break well we could break down every player if we really want to but uh but yeah you know we're i don't i don't know That'll where be fun in the off season it, i don't know where mo is at um 
you know, uh, we have heard from, you know, uh, someone on the team that this team is 14 and three when they have their top nine points per game guys available. 11, 11 and three. 11, 11 and three. And so, so 14 only 14 games. games. Out of 33. Yeah. 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 So they, it's been rare they've had. So hopefully, if they, they can have Mo, uh, you know, seems like he was pretty hurt. Uh, but I, I, we didn't, we were at the game. He got hurt. He just played in the first half and didn't really play in the second half. And I, you know, I didn't really see what happened. And I don't know if anyone knows what happened, but it's a bummer. He's been really on the rise playing a lot better. This is a team that I think he can play play that will, that he could have a big game against because he is going to be the most athletic, him and FA are going to be the most athletic dudes on the floor. Um, at least in terms of adding in their height, <clears throat> excuse me. Yep. Frog in my throat. Uh, so yeah, I, I really they just got to make their fucking shots. Like, don't have one of those stinkers shooting the ball because this yep. isn't a good def. It's not a great defensive team. Take care of the ball. Uh, there's no reason they should have more than like a twelve percent turnover rate in this game. Like Santa Clara doesn't force turnovers. We don't give the ball up that much. Don't give it up. Like, just don't do it. Um, and then on the other end, you know, Santa Clara also doesn't give the ball up. So that's going to be a, you know, we we rely on that defensively. Um, hopefully not a game where we have to use a zone all the time because they do have good shooters. They just don't shoot very often. Um, let's not let's not entice those good shooters into shooting. I would prefer they do not shoot those three-pointers. Yeah, um, go inside to where we have the giant dudes, and they block your shots. Yes. Um, I like our chances that, to win handily if if Mo plays. Like to yes. me, that's yeah. that's sort of the key. Like, Can lock if, down if Mo that plays, inside. Yeah, if he uh, you know if he plays and we've got a full you know three man rotation up front, um, you know to be able to sort of send those waves at Santa Clara's interior, um, you know I, I I love our chances and. You know, I think we could actually win, you know, fairly handily if, um, you know, if, if, if we do, if we are full strength. So I, you know, who knows if how close Mo really was to playing against UCLA. Um, but you know, he, he, he apparently did warm up and then put, um, put sweats on. So hopefully that means with almost another, I don't know, whatever it is, another week of healing almost, um, that that's, that's enough to to get him back on the floor. Cause I, I sure would love for us to be able to finish the season playing with a full strength roster. Um, is, you know, it was a major bummer to, you know, I think the gap between us and UCLA is pretty sizable, but at the same time, I sure would have loved to find out how we, you know, how we would, how we'd play with our, with our second best player, um, which he really is at this point. Um, yeah. You know, playing in the game. So, you know, hopefully he's, hopefully he's healthy. I hope so. Cause he, Just, uh, he would make, I think maybe all the difference really. Yeah, doesn't have the block percentage of the other two bigs, but by far the best big in terms of on-ball defending, perimeter defending, just the most versatile defender we have on the team. And then his offensive his game has just gotten a lot of passes. Yeah, it just yeah, so, so such quick hands, like just uh, he just bothers a lot of shots. Yep, like it, he doesn't he, get all the blocks, but he bothers a ton of shots. He's a guy that if there was like a PFF of uh, college basketball. Will get really good grades on defense, um, and he's improved on his, you know, uh, 
his his team, like his his spacing awareness. You know, he had some trouble with that earlier in the year, but he he's become a much better team defender. And then yeah, when when he get when he switches on to a to a guard, he's good. Like it, he's fine. Like he, he's got a quick feet, he's got quick hands, and then he's got the length to bother any shot they take. So I uh, really hope we can have him because one, he's just incredibly fun to watch play basketball, and he's just gotten yes. so good, so much more confident in himself as the season's gone on. He's been super fun to watch progress. I it, it'd be a real bummer if it just ended. You know, after two awesome dunks against Oregon, and then it was just done. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It'd be really cool if they won. <laughs> It'd be super fun. Yes. Um, we gotta, we gotta take them. We gotta take that West Coast Conference down a peg. All right. Yes. Like they're, they're just they're, they're a little too big for their britches right now. Exactly. You know. You know. Yeah. You had a good season. All right. All right. We gotta take you down. Um, yeah. and there's a. This is a bit like the, the uh, tournament of the Pac-12. There's quite a few Pac-12 teams in this tournament, but but you know, um, to be able to take down you know the team that finished third in in the the WCC, which also you know both te- both uh, school <clears throat> both conferences had th- sorry Jesus <clears throat> both conferences had three teams uh, in the NCAA tournament, and then the Mountain West had four. So I don't even know. Uh, I think the Pac-12 is still the deepest uh, on the West Coast, but we need those top-end teams to show out. And so, let's. Uh, this is a battle of teams that maybe could have done just a little better to get there, um, which is what the NIT is about. Uh, and and I and I and I hope it should be fun, like you said. Like it is, it is a bit of a clash of style. Um, as long as we could take care of the ball and you know make make it tough, you know, make it tough to, for them to push the ball in transition. Uh, I, I like our chances to slow them down the half court and uh, bother them in interior there. We should, you know, we've done a terrible job on the defensive glass as the season has gone on. This is a game where I think we could see some improvement there. Um, uh, as long as the whistles are fair, there shouldn't be, you know, there shouldn't be a ton of free throws at all in this game. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch as well. Uh, so it should, should be a nice, uh, entertaining game to watch. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. As you said, in 480p on on my fucking uh, really expensive damn TV that I <laughs> bought to watch Cougar Sports. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, 8 p.m. I love the 8 p.m. games because that's after I put my four year old to bed, and so yes. Got all the look, yeah. all the daddy duties done, and and, and just watch a game. But yeah, uh, let's uh, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll uh, preview the women's game against Kansas State. I lied. Let's talk about beer. Um, so <laughs> what? This is such a I, shock. So Jeff, uh, you, you you are drinking again, right? Like or I know I, we I were am. never drinking again, but we are again. Yes. Uh, so what are you drinking then? I am having the revision darkling. 
which is an imperial stout by Revision Brewing Company. So it says on the can, uh, the progenitor of our start, our start, good Lord. The, let's try this again. The progenitor of our stout series, Darkling is smooth and velvety in texture with notes of milk and dark chocolate balanced with hints of rich espresso. And I can confirm that it is all of those things as a, at a nice, uh, 10.5% ABV. It is it is silky smooth, and um, I do love the Imperial Stouts that are, um, you know, got a little bit of that chocolate, a little bit of that coffee, because I do love coffee, and um, this is this is a delicious way to celebrate. Nice nice big beer for a nice big day of Cougar Sports. Not as big yeah. as your beer, but, you know, but pretty big. Pretty big. Uh, I it's I love that word, progenitor. That, very, that, that means they... This is their base stout. That this is their base yeah. stout that that they make all their pastry stouts from. That they do their barrel aged stouts from. So uh, big ups from a couple writers, you know, to use that word. Excellent, yeah. excellent work, excellent work. Yeah, good job. Um, By the way, uh, you mentioned pastry stouts. I like so you are way obviously more in tune with uh, beer trends than I am. But like pastry stouts appear to be making a comeback. I know they I don't never know if left. They ever really went away, but no, they never left. Like, I th- they've okay, only increased just in popularity. Like, maybe that's it, because I'm like seeing way more of them now, right now in the last no, like, yeah, month it's or just so. Than more I had seen or, in the, yeah. Okay, maybe that's it, because I, I, you know, I, I've seen a ton of them in the last month. Like, there's like a whole like a whole like fridge at Rainier Growlers with them now, and I'm like, it wasn't that way two months ago. So well, they're 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 incredibly expensive to make, like. Uh, for, to make that big of a stout, like you know, like a twelve percent stout, they're usually right around twelve to fourteen percent. It's a lot of expensive malt, um, and then you're adding in all the adjuncts and stuff. They're really expensive beer to make, so a lot of breweries, you know, they had to be in a better place to start making beers like that, and yeah. and then know that it will sell. So they kind of had to that see that there was a market for these massive beers that they have to charge quite a high price for. And it's same, you know, that's what happened with barrel aged stouts, what happened with hazy IPAs, everything like that, because all that stuff, you know, they, they had to learn how to do new things. They had to invest in, in uh, you know, different malts, they had to invest in barrels and things like that. These are things that you see certain breweries do, and then you probably, that's, this is like a part of your journey, Jeff. Now you see things because you're paying more attention to the beer. You see them when just a few breweries are doing them. And then there's always this second wave where every fucking brewery is doing it. And that's where yeah. we are with pastry so stouts now. Like that's what every we're fucking right brewery now. is making pastry stouts. Just like, you know, a couple of years ago, it was every fucking brewery is making hazy IPAs. Now it's pastry stouts. It's, it's the, um, the, the pastry sours too, the fruited sours, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the fruited, uh, what we call kettle sours, uh, Berliner vices right, and, right. and stuff. So that we're we're seeing that now, you know the the breweries that aren't on the on the bleeding edge that that are just kind of waiting to see what that they can actually make money on something are, you know they're coming in and doing it and so that's what I think that's why you're seeing the pastry this one not a pastry stout this is a, just no. a classic fucking big ass stout yeah and it's a, and it is delicious by the way not the best beer I've had today the best beer I had today was uh, so I. For my birthday, it is my birthday. For my birthday, happy I had, birthday, uh, Jeff Newser. Happy twenty ninth yeah. birthday, buddy. Yeah, twenty nine times plus twenty nine plus sixteen. Anyway, uh, <laughs> made a brisket, 
overnight and uh, decided I was going to My best man is so old. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> uh i had a uh a a hell is it okay so how do i pronounce it is it hell's hellas lager hellas. the hellas tell yeah, me how hellas, hellas. okay so i had i had a hellas lager from freem which was absolutely nice. spot on and totally delicious that's what freem does uh, yeah it was perfect it was absolutely perfect to was have that? with uh have with some with some barbecue i'm gonna have to have to check that out love me a good hellas lager yeah, they had, they had them at Rainer Growlers, not from Literally, Costco. They had them at Rainer the, Growlers. The and perfect is it was is revision from Costco? No, is there also oh, from man. Rainier Growlers? Jeff, yeah, Jeff, Jeff has been driving into town. <laughs> you know? I stopped on my way home from school on Friday, picked up some beers. So, uh, so yeah, but yeah, I, Hellas Lager, truly like, if you can have a good Hellas Lager on on like a bar like you said a grilling day or something nothing's better like that is just a perfect fucking grilling beer hell slogger that is it is, it is made was, for I that i was extremely impressed and would love would love to get more of those yeah did, did it come in the, the in the in the store. did it come in the in the bottle no it was pint or a can. can yeah pint can frame does pint cans now i haven't even, i've never seen a frame yes. pint can yes holy shit Yes. The game has changed. Yes. That's sick, dude. It's I'm going to have to fuck, I'm going to get that. I'm going to crush Oh my god. My favorite one by the way, and I think I've maybe I've talked about it, Wayfinder Hell. That beer is perfect. That yep. beer is incredible. Yep, yep, I've had that too. Yep. Yeah. That's an awesome beer. But I'm I'm sure that Frame well, I'm sure that Frames is just as good. Uh because it, if Frame yeah, is spectacular. If Frame does anything, they execute everything to style absolutely perfectly. And for a Hellas Lager, that's all you want. Just execute it, yep. and it fucking rules. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was awesome. So I'll, I'll, uh, maybe I'll stop by Rainer Grellers and see if they still have some. They had just gotten them in on Friday. It was funny. Like I went to buy it, and they hadn't even put in their system yet. So I, uh, was gonna maybe go and try and pick up a pick up a bunch and maybe get you a couple. I'm stoked on this because hell is harder to find. But if Freem is making Tall Boys. They're not going to be hard to find. Those are going to be easy to find. Uh-uh. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because Freem yep. Pilsner I'm down. is Freem Pilsner is elite as well. Like, yeah, yep. Also Freem makes that damn good easy drink of beer. And, and, and also a lot of other good beers. Um, love me some Freem. Yep. Uh, Amanda's doing her bachelorette party in Hood River. They probably won't go to Freem. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Uh, but they they are they're going there for whitewater rafting. But Ooh, you know, if we cool. were there, we would go to free. <laughs> yeah, we would. We absolutely would. We Actually, Marnie might make them. Marnie might make them go to free. Let's be honest. <laughs> there you go. All right, so your your uh, your beer is bigger than mine, which you know, it's pretty normal. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is big. Holy shit. I had looked at the ABV. I just, I just grabbed it. It is. Uh, so this is from ecliptic brewing in Portland, just a solid fucking brewery that doesn't get talked about a lot, but again, just makes a ton of great shit. And I love their barley wines. Um, and this year they always make barrel age George giant, but this year they did two different barrel treatments to it. They did their regular bourbon and also a rye and I'm drinking the rye. Um, I love me a rye whiskey. You know, the harsher notes, you know, you're not getting the nice, 
You're not getting coddled like a bourbon with those vanilla and caramel notes. No, you're getting punched in the fucking face uh, with with the rye, and I love it. Um, and you, it comes out in this beer. Uh, this is not as sweet as your typical orange giant. Um, it is much. The barrel is there, and it and it, and this is also pretty fresh for a barrel aged beer. It's, it's from December, um, so so many of the notes it is so good. Um, I'm I'm like hyped, and plus like I'm halfway through this bottle and i'm feeling it uh but it is 15 percent 15 percent i'm taking down this 16.500 milliliter 16.8 ounce bottle um it is so good uh it's got a nice like 15 percent but also kind of like too crushable of a body for that like why is this that easy to drink like they're trying to make like they're trying to make it harsher with the rye but also it's kind of easy to drink, but it's 15%. Like, they're trying to Ooh. kill me. Uh, you know, it's 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 so good. Like, it's so I love rye whiskey, and I love a good rye whiskey, like, stout or a rye whiskey uh, barley wine. I love when they age them in those. Uh, they're, they're harder to find. You know, obviously, there's not nearly as much rye whiskey made as bourbon. Um, and I don't know if rye whiskey has the same... Uh, kind of bourbon there's so many barrels because one of the stipulations of bourbon is you can only use the barrel once and it has to be a it has yep. to be a first use barrel so i don't know i don't know if rye is the same way it probably is uh, there's probably there, i know there's like 50 people screaming at the fucking their their <laughs> dials right now like yeah you did, of course uh, but uh because I, I do the same thing when i listen to my podcast but um <laughs> uh, i heard a podcast discussing the doors versus wheels thing uh, earlier today and I, I was fucking losing my mind like well think of this <laughs> think of that we're not going to talk about this on podcast because I, I love you and i don't want to do yeah. that to you my, um, my students were having some fun with that at school on, on oh Friday. my god was, they, you, were, they were they there were, is there I, you know what though hey you know they were reasoning it out um you know i think that's good also shout out to, the, to the, all the possibilities the podcast i was listening to block party shouted out flagrant mag who who their tweet kind of Ooh. blew up for it? Sierra, who we've had on the podcast, obviously Emma yes. uh, produces the Flagrant podcast, and then Sierra uh, is the social for Flagrant. So shout out Sierra, uh, way to crush it on that one. Um, but yeah, so this you know I, I'm sorry guys, I'm babbling because I'm telling you I'm drinking a 15 percent beer that drinks like <laughs> I don't know like a five percent beer. Like this is this is bad news. Go buy it. It's if you just like, if you just want to like the the most chuggable fifteen percent beer, rye barrel aged Orange Giant Ecliptic Brewing, holy shit, um, beautiful label too. Ecliptic always does these like really like kind of like uh, holographic type labels. It's so pretty, um, great brewery. Uh, and you know what my you know in honor of the bachelor party, Jeff. You know what my sidecar beer is tonight? No. So I came home. So just here's a hint. Uh, Amanda bought a bunch of beer for Chris's friends because they were having his birthday on the Friday when I was in Pullman. And none of them, and all of them ended up meeting them at the bar. So they didn't actually drink at the house. So we have a bunch of this beer, not a beer I would typically have in the house, but one we drank a lot of in Pullman. Uh, We drank a lot of Coors Light. Yes, I have a Coors Light. (laughs) And I have a lot of fucking Coors Light right now. I got like two cases of Coors Light in my house. So, oh, cheers, you know. 
Uh, so because uh, none of those people came over. <laughs> they just met him at the bar. <laughs> so I came home to like three pizzas in my had pizza for lunch for a week. And then I have now I have two cases of Coors Light as well. So so yeah, that's my that's my next beer if I make it there. Uh if but let's uh now that we've talked about beer and and uh how great beer is and let's talk about Kansas State. Specifically yeah. one player, one terrifying <laughs> God. fucking player. I, why? I, I seem Why? to recall that. Why? Uh, yeah, I seem to recall that. Uh, who did we play last year? South Florida, right? Yeah. Um, I seem to recall that they had a player who was sort of they terrifying. Had a couple, but they, have, yeah. they, have, they it was a big too. They had a two. I don't know if I, you know, yeah. sometimes, but it was a big, yeah. Like, and it was like shit, man. This is like not a great matchup. And and I know that like, look, if you're playing an eight nine, you know. In in theory, you should be very even, right? So I mean, it's not like it's not like I'm. Yeah, they're not like somebody to I mean, be like not good or something. But it's they're also nineteen like, and twelve. Yeah, they're not they, a fucking powerhouse. Like, yeah, like why do they why do they have to have like this terrifying player who scored sixty points in a game this year? Like, why does it, that have to happen? And it's a big. It's like, come on, man. Like, if there's any one thing that gives yeah. us trouble, it's a it's a dominant big. Like so. God damn it. So, um, Ioka Lee, uh, I think she goes by Yoki, uh, from what I've seen on like, uh, social and stuff. Uh, in, in just the, the county stats, the av- per game averages 22.4 points per game. She scored 61 points in a game like a month ago against what Oklahoma, like a very good team. Uh, probably the reason why they got a nine seed 61 points in a game. Uh, she shoots 56% from the field, 10 boards a game. Three blocks a game, one point two steals a game, only turns it over one point four times a game, hits seventy six percent of her free throws. She is fucking terrified. She's six foot six. She so averages a double double. A double she's double. Insane. She averages a double double. She's Fuck. insane. Like she's so good. Like yep. she's so good. Uh let me look at the let me get into her uh her advanced stats. Uh her Defensive rebounding percentage, 25%, 11% offensive rebounding. So she's just killing you on both ends. 93 uh, blocks. 7% turnover rate, 7%. Like a big yeah. who's working she's out of the post. Three. Yeah. And after she's almost 10% blocks a game. Almost 10% block rate. Uh, 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 so does good. not get to the foul line that much. So that is like, that's good. That That's like, because the worst thing that could happen is Bella gets two quick fouls, and we have we like Jessica Clark has made a lot of improvements this year. She's overtaken uh, Emma and Curvis, but still the drop off between Bella and Jessica and Emma is big. Bella is our best defensive player. She is she is so good defensively, and she's become very important offensively. If if she's having to defend Lee and, you know, gets in foul trouble, the things could get hairy, you know, I, and, and, and then like, you know, sometimes we throw Charlize, Charlize at the, the bigs just because she's athletic and strong. I don't want Charlize guarding this, this, this woman, like it's, it's, it's no. crazy. Uh, yeah. So she, um, she has a 117 offensive rating. 
Uh, her hoop stats is defensive ratings too, and hers is 77, which is really good. <laughs> um, uh, win shares are off the charts. They do a lot of the the like NBA type stats here, um, but she's really good, and she's going to be a problem. Uh, and then she is very much the focal point of their offense, uh, but they do have um, a guard, Serena Sandell, um, who is uh, very good as well. Uh, she's 20% usage. Um, she is, uh, a pretty good shooter. 35% from three, uh, 36% really, uh, not a, not a great interior player, but she can kill you from outside. Good free throw shooter. Um, gets the line a bit. Uh, so, you know, she'll be tough to guard. She is, uh, let me get, let me get her height real quick. That matters. Um, come on. They don't have, come on. Uh, her hoop stats. Where's her height? What? Why don't I have her height? Like that's such an important thing for a player. How come her height's not on here? Like what the? That's hell? pretty funny. Yeah, like come on. <laughs> I mean, we do have big guards, so like guard height, unless it's like Stanford six six guards. Like I generally not worried about it. Um, yes, uh, we do have like uh, tall guards and. You know, that, that, that's usually a positive for us. So, yeah, but, you know, overall Kansas state, uh, pretty solid defensively with, you know, interior, obviously because of, of Lee, um, offensively, largely because of Lee, uh, they've had some big wins, uh, but really their big wins are akin to our big wins. Um, you know, so as scary as Lee is, uh, they still aren't a great team. Um, they played a tough schedule. So did we. Uh, so it's, it's just, you know, I, what I would really love and what we'd all love to see. And, and we know she has it in her and she's had a lot of rest, which she didn't have last year is Charlie's to just fucking go nuts in a big game again yes. and yes. just bury them. Like, I, she, she's due for another bit, you know, she had hers in Colorado and, and she's just due for, she's due for it, man. Like I, you know, we, I remember that the travel at the end, like the travel at the end of the South Florida game last year in the tournament, Yep. she turned it over when we had a chance to tie the game. I bet she does too. Yeah. And you know, this team is deeper. It's it, it's better than it was that than that team that played South Florida last year. Uh, you know her her you know her supporting cast is better. Yo is better. Bella is better. Ula is better. Her sister is better. Her si- Crystal is better. Tara is better than whatever we had coming off the bench last year, especially after Sherilyn left. So it's yep. It that Tara is a player. That could be huge in this game because if Bella gets a foul trouble, maybe Tara plays defense on Lee, you know, like maybe Tara, maybe we go small, you know, and just put Tara in there. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. I, you know, if, if you, if you, if you look at net, uh, they are, well, do you have it up, Jeff? I, I do. Uh, so the, I, let me, hold on. Let me scroll. Uh, they were, I think at the, oh, I'm looking at the men's. Uh, they were, um, damn it, where'd it go? 
No, not there. So they finished thirty seventh. Thirty seventh. Which yep. we're sixty fifty nine, sixty? What are we? Uh fifty nine. Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Yeah. So but here's the thing, like forty one UCLA WCB. Forty seven Arizona State WCB. Uh Colorado twenty nine WCB. Uh yep. you know, they beat Arizona nineteen. They beat Gonzaga twenty five. They can beat they've beaten teams of this quality. And all those teams yes, have, have scary ass players on their team. All of them do. Like every Pac twelve team yep. they beat has has an elite player like this that dominates. Now she is maybe a little bit of an outlier, but you know what? They're a really good defensive team. And Cammy's a great coach. And they're you yep. know, maybe they can figure something out. You know, it's not like well, when I, they're I playing assume- I'm going to say it's not like they're when they're playing Oregon and Stanford and Arizona where it's that person and then like five other players on the floor who are mismatches right, for right. our defense. Right. Who are going to punish you if you devote too much attention to one player. I, I would assume they'll try to figure out a way to, to essentially keep her shot volume down. I think that's the – Yeah. You know, that'll be the goal. Um, obviously – Got a defensive rebound. Try to do Got that. Got a defensive but. rebound. Yeah, and you know, maybe if this was last year, I'd be a little more worried. Um, you know, obviously it's it's sort of like terrifying to play a team that's, you know, got one, you know, superlative player, but at the same time, you know, um with the strides that that Bella has made, um you know, she's gotten better as the year has gone along at staying out of foul trouble. Um she's uh, a defensive force. You know, she's not going to be as big as, as this woman is, but at the same time, you know, she's, she's fairly sizable and can, um, you know, at least affect some shots and, um, you know, and she's a legit, you know, Bella, we've talked about this. Like she's, she's a legit offensive force now. And, um, you know, there's, she can drop fouls. Like she could drop. I was going to say, it's entirely possible that she gets her in foul trouble, you know? Yeah. So, or Charlize driving to the basket. Because so Charlize is very good at getting her body into bigs. Yeah. And, I mean, and, I like it. You know, and maybe they can run some things where they get some switches and, um, you know, can maybe try and draw away from the basket. I don't know if, you know, what kind of defense Kansas State plays. But, you know, I, I do know this. Kemi Etheridge is a really good coach. And, um, you know, whatever 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 plan of attack is is best, they, they are going to devise. And. Um, you know, the team's going to have an excellent chance to to execute in a way that um, puts them in a really good position to win. We we know that's going to happen. So, very so oh, let's, overall, Kansas State, not a good three-point shooting team. We are a pretty solid three-point shooting team. We also shoot a lot of them. Um, they don't shoot a lot of them. Um, that that could be, you know, something that swings the – yeah, who cares? You got a big a big down low that's scoring on you. But if you're getting three on the other end, it doesn't fucking matter. Like it's, you know, and and uh, you know, WC really has improved. We've improved our three point shooting this year. Thirty two percent as a team is very good. Um, I think it's top. Uh, let's see where where are we at where are we at uh, three point percentage. Yeah, one hundred six Ashley. Which which how how many we shoot? That's pretty good. You know. We shoot a lot of them. Uh, we're seventy at the three point rate, um, but yeah, it's uh, and they're uh, 
by the way, they're uh, they're 165th in three point rate, so they're not shooting nearly as many threes. I, why would you? If you have that force, <laughs> yeah, exactly. inside, like, um, don't shoot threes, just throw it in there and, and let her go to work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a interesting thing. So, just raw points per play. Um, can't that her hoop stats says Kansas at point eight three, and that's eighty seven. We raw points per play are I don't that must not be points per possession. I don't know because we're at point seven eight. Like that, those are low. That seems low. But those are okay. Points per possession, we're ninety one, just raw, and they are ninety four. So neither one, neither neither team offensive juggernaut. Um, but yeah, it, it should be interesting. We have a good defense. Uh, it and you know. There is a scary player. And you're like, why the fuck do we have to play a nine seed with this? Like, she must be like one of the top bigs in the country. And, but you know what? We are in the NCAA tournament and every team has good players. They have to play Charlie Sledger Walker. So uh, they're probably like, why, why do we have to play this like five, eight guard? That's fucking insane. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm stoked for it, man. Uh, yeah, I, I obviously, you know, I just was in North Carolina, you know, I got friends there. Amanda was kind of like, she was like, Oh yeah, you should go. You should definitely go. But then she like, immediately was like, no, I'm not, I'm joking. I'm working that week. You cannot go. Like, but then I looked at the, the flights, it's like 1300 bucks to fly out for the weekend. <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it. I love, I love y'all, but. <laughs> that is uh that is a long ass flight <laughs> yeah it's that was kind of a bummer it would have been nice if they could have kept them somewhat local and then our one kook center representative in north carolina has to work yeah. that day what the hell yeah <laughs> i don't know maybe he can get out of it i hope so i'll buy your yeah, tickets jesse i'll buy your tickets there we go i like that See if he listens to this. I'm not going to say it in the Slack. I'm just going to say it here and see if he listens. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, see if he pops up in the Slack and is like, hey, I want my tickets. <laughs> yeah. That'll be one of those, ah, shit. <laughs> yep. Call my yep. bluff. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah, no, not a bluff. I will. If if you go, I will. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it should be cool, man. Like, I this team has just, we, we, we talked about the start of the season. We, we didn't know if they could replicate what they did last year. And they went beyond it. Yep. Yep. Like they were more consistent. Instead of finishing the season kind of out of gas, they finished it strong. They got some of their big yep. they played themselves into the tournament in the last couple of weeks of the season. It's so cool. Yeah. So instead I, of coming I, into I this, like their yeah. chances of doing some damage here than I did last year. Last year just felt like house money, right? Yep. And I want them to so bad because we've yeah. we've done this before. I mean, good getting the two straight after you've only been to one ever is so cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, at this point, like, let's do it again next year. Let's do it again the year after. But, but yeah, it's but it's just to you, you like in your brain, you're like one. Let's get that twentieth win. Like twentieth win, how cool would that be? Two, super cool. 
let's do something we've never done before and win an NCAA tournament game. They've never done that. So this team has been making history for two straight seasons and they have more history to make. And I'm excited. You know, to me, this is probably a coin toss of a game, but which it should be. It's an eight, nine. Um, And I'm excited to watch it uh, on Saturday. I haven't, have they got the time yet? Not that I've seen yet, but maybe it's yeah. There. Why would they not have it? Come on. I'm assuming it's on ESPN. I got like a lot of women's tournaments on ESPN. Yes. Yeah, hopefully, think, in, hopefully in hopefully in 1080p. I don't know. Yeah, I think all the games are in various uh, on the various properties. So let's see. Uh... I'm going to look at the women's schedule real quick for the people listening who don't feel like looking it up themselves. See if they have it on there yet. They do not. I am not surprised. Um, go Cougs. Uh, but yeah, uh, what a, what a, what a cool thing to get to talk about this team in the tournament again. Uh, after, you know, it honestly didn't, we talked about a month ago, month, month and a half ago, they had a lot of work to do and they did it. Like they got there, they've done amazing things along the way. You know, they finished tied for second in the conference. Uh, most wins in conference, most wins total in the NCAA era. Just incredible stuff. It's it's fun to be here and watch it unfold. Um, but yeah, uh, one more thing we got to talk about is baseball also getting a massive win. Woo! Like what the yeah. heck? Well, it's good. Uh, I mean, they so Oregon State played Oregon State, fourth ranked team in the country. First game was a blowout. Second game was a little closer. Third game walk off win. How about that? Yeah, uh, you know it's that's the thing about uh, these kind of series in baseball when you're playing like a juggernaut, and even if you're at home, you know if you're kind of an up and coming team, getting one is huge. Like getting yeah. one of these games is huge. If you get swept, yeah. that looks bad. Absolutely. But if you get one on the ledger, and plus first time they I think first time they beat a top five since twenty thirteen, I think I saw. Yep. Um I think that's right. So yeah. Uh baseball. We've been pretty non competitive in those games. Yes. So, yeah. Pretty excited to see them. I Friday Friday was non competitive. Um, at least in the sense of the final score, but you, you know, you could see a little bit of that. I, 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 I want to say that Oregon state scored, I think eight in the first inning on Friday. Yes. Yep. Um, and then, you know, the starter, you know, as sometimes happens in these kinds of series, you know, he kind of stays in there to, um, you know, kind of take one for the team, right. Where, you know, you, you've gotten shelled a little bit. Uh, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna exhaust our bullpen on a game that, you know, more than likely is already uh, decided. And so, um, you know, instead of that, you know, they, they, they leave the starter in and the starter settled down. I, I don't think he allowed a run in the second, third or fourth inning um, after kind of getting smacked around in the first. So, um, you know, good bit of experience there and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, Saturday was, was, you know, a little bit, you know, they were behind, but, you know, kind of nip and tuck, you know, felt like maybe they had a shot. Um, you know, and then to, uh, keep it real tight on Sunday and, and pull one out, um, 
you know, you escape the big difference is weird as this sounds a huge difference, right? Between one and two and oh, and three, uh, when you're talking about standings. So yeah, pretty absolutely. Good. Pretty, pretty and good. And then just having, having that on the ledger, if you want, if you're trying to get to postseason yeah. play, like having that on the ledger is a huge, huge deal. Um, yep. I, you know, I'm hoping they, you know, they can have a big year. I now own 11 different WC baseball hats. If you're counting the, the old school skinny W, uh, that, uh, sport town of Colfax sells. Um, and then the, uh, the new one, which I was able to procure five different styles of, including a gray <laughs> and anthracite when I brought home yep. and showed my fiance said, these are not different. And I said, yes, they are. There's, there's <laughs> yes, the white, white with white with the gray W and the gray bill and the white with the anthracite W and the anthracite bill. They look completely different to me. Totally. And if you're talking WC football Saturdays, if we're playing, you know, maybe we'll bust out a white helmet with an anthracite logo. Maybe we'll bust out a white helmet with a gray logo. I need to be prepared for both situations. And now I am 11 different WC baseball hats. Let's 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 get some W's so I can proudly wear those. I'm wearing, see, I'm wearing the uh, the skinny W. You got so you have this one now, which I was able to get for you. Yes. You have yes. the color that I'm wearing now, but in the new one. So I'm wearing the old school yeah. skinny W with the crimson and the and the and the gray W. But you, y- yours is sharp, man. I was pretty jealous of that. But the funny thing is, like, I, I, I could have taken I could have taken it because it's big. It fits me. <laughs> you could have. <laughs> it would fit you. It would fit you. They're all about like one size bigger than, yeah. You know, so as you know, you're so if me you what are size, I'm like, yeah, seven and a half. Yeah, if you are able to, the seven and a half it, is just a little bit too big. Yes, if you so do I, find I, them, these Nike fitted hats get get size down, size down. Yeah. So I was I was uh I was able to get them through that uh they did the WC virtual baseball clinic, um which was coincided with the WC basketball game against Arizona in case you missed it, but. I was able to get him through that. I was able to pick him up when we were in Pullman for the bachelor party. And then I was there with my buddy Kalen and they they were like, oh, do you want a tour? And we're like, sure. And man, that new facility is sharp. Like it is so nice. Like, uh, you know, it's not as expansive as the, as the, um, as a football one, but they got a little, a weight room in there. It's, it's not their main weight room, but you know, it's one they can just do, you know, quick weights on, a uh, beautiful locker room that goes right out to the field, which if you know anything about WC baseball, that is a big fucking deal. <laughs> like, yes. You know, you're grab they're grabbing their cleats and their helmets and their gloves and, and you know and their catcher's gear out of cubbies on their way out to the field. Uh they have all that right there. Um they have this classroom with these great TVs, a little lounge area. You know, it's it's a beautiful facility. Um just really well done. Uh, incredible that they got that built. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I asked, you know, like an intern there, you know, just, you know, you know, what do you think this does for recruiting? She says, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, the recruits come. It's such a big difference. And I'm sure it is uh, to be because that's their home. Right. And so to, ha- to have a home like that is is way nicer. Um, and, and, you know, as, as someone who uh, went to a high school and played baseball uh, where, um our field was like a short drive away. Like we had to like drive down the hill to get to it. Um, I I know what it's like to have to like travel in cleats from the locker room to your field. No fun. It's not fun. Uh, so hundred percent 
difference to be able to uh, have that nice place. It just looks great. So sharp. Um, uh, really well done. Good branding, man. That, that, that new W is on like every chair. It's on everything. You know, the brand is strong, uh, really well done. And then I was able to pick up all those hats. So I have the, I, I'll be well branded with it as well. Um, and I'm excited for that, but yeah. And hopefully, you know, they, to, to be able to win a game like this, uh, you know, against a team that's not going to lose a ton of games, this year, not going to lose very many games this year. That was their only their second loss out of 13 so far. Um, you know, that, that's cool. And and uh, hopefully they it's can keep good. it rolling. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right, man. Well, uh, I cannot believe here we are under an hour and a half and we had two basketball games to talk Woo. about. Wow, we Woo. we we still must be feeling the bachelor party is like say. Um, uh, so uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to email us like Luke did, uh, podcast versus everyone at gmail dot com. We love the emails. Um, you know, I'm at the Craig Powers on Twitter. I'm at Craig W Powers on Instagram. I'm, every time I say that, someone follows me, so I'm just gonna keep saying it. <laughs> um. Uh. So uh, at uh. At pod versus everyone for Jeff's rants and raves. Um, and I think that's it. That's all. And what I have to say to you is, Jeff, go fucking kooks. Go fucking kooks, Greg. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Still go get vaccinated. Get boosted. That too. <laughs>